Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good morning. People, it is Wednesday, November the 9th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate y'all being here, man. Shout out to the partners. Y'all know the money prize picks. Use the promo code WAKEUP for a 100% deposit match up to $100 for first-time users. Get in on the action. Get in on those NBA, NFL, college football, all them prop bets, man. Come rock with us, baby. Uh, and also, uh, Jay, how you doing? Let's get Jay in the building. Jay Rich, how you doing, baby? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's actually my mom's birthday today. Right, so happy, happy birthday, birthday to my mom. Wanted to wish her a quick happy birthday. She's in Edmonton right now, Ray. Do you know where Edmonton is? Have you no. heard of Edmonton? Yes, no. yes. I've heard the Edmonton Oilers, right? Oh, wow. Look at you. Come look on, at you. Yeah, she's I'm, in never, I'm well versed out here, baby. She told me this morning it's below zero Fahrenheit Fuck in Edmonton that. this morning. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, no, yeah. No, she was no. very, she was very happy when her hair, when her airport was connected to the hotel. She's like, I didn't even need to bring a coat, but she below zero, anyway. yeah. can't do it, dog, can't do it. Yeah. nope, nope, can't do it. Well, happy birthday, moms. That's good to know. That's good to know. Are you doing anything special for her? Did you send her something? Uh, no, no. She, well, she's coming home tonight. We're going out for dinner later, so I'll see okay. her later tonight. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to say how old she is. I'm not going to no, do that no, to her. No, 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 no. So no, she's she's however years young. She's not however years old. She's however years young that she is. So her 25th, birthday. 30th birthday is what it is. There you go. There you go. Love you, moms. Happy birthday to her. And shout out to everybody in the building, man. We got up in this joint this morning. Alex C, Lindsey Mack, Goat Rings, James, Luke, Oliver, Fizzle was popping my G. Doke Walker, man. Yeah, uh, a historic running back in the building. Doke Walker in the building. Emilio Marlin, Dynasty Barry. Man, it's going to be a good day. Matt Bruning in the building. JB, Jordan Backus, Director of Analytics. James said here for the Blake Quorum chat. Uh, we'll talk about old Blake. We'll talk about old Blizzy Blake. Shout out to our other partners. Got to talk about the money. Michelle Adora. Wake up with Michelle Adora Coffee. Delicious coffee. You can get that 15% off. Go to MichelleAdoraUSA.com and get some of that good stuff, baby. But Jay, 
Got to get into the news, baby. Got to get into the news. So let's go. Straight facts. The biggest news in the world of sports. Covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts, presented by Michelle Adoro. All right, so the biggest news, I think, is Josh Allen. But we will save that for the very end because, Ray, I do want to talk to you about that a little bit. But Frank Reich was fired. Shocking. Um, when you bench your quarterback for Sam Ellinger, and it doesn't go so well, I could see a world where you get fired. We all knew Sam Ellinger probably wasn't that dude, but apparently Frank Wright thought differently, and now he's looking for a new job. And, Ray, I actually do believe there will be a market for Frank Wright. He has done some good things at a few organizations. So hopefully he has got a new job. He probably will. We'll see where that ultimately ends up. But he was replaced by former center Jeff Saturday, a man with so little experience. Uh, you or I, Ray, probably have about as much coaching experience in the NFL <laughs> as Jeff Saturday does. So we'll see what he does. You know, he's Colts legend, right? So he will have a lot of respect in that building. Um, Ursay talked about how he's not afraid to fail and how he isn't going to be compared to the analytics. He won't be scared. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. He's just a stopgap. Uh, he probably won't be the coach there long term, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and then Aaron Jones is expected to play this week. He is dealing with an injury. But Josh Allen, um, sprained UCL, or I guess we don't know how sprained it is. We're going to find out probably today uh, whether it's leaked by the media or it's uh, Doug McDermott talking about the injury. Ian Rappaport was on Good Morning Football this morning talking about how it should be a day-to-day situation. It's not a pain tolerance issue. It is a grip issue. People don't know. Your UCL goes basically from your hand all the way down through your elbow. That's your ulnar bone, UCL, ulnar collateral ligament. But, it, you know, it affects a lot of things. It's an injury most commonly seen in pitchers, right? Um, it's because, you know, it's the snapping of throwing the football, of throwing a baseball, all those things kind of combined. And depending on the severity, his grip could be, could be impacted. His ability to throw downfield could be affected. But, you know, we'll see what happens with Allen. He did have a UCL sprain in the past. I believe he missed four games. But this one doesn't seem like it's as serious. So, Ray, maybe your Josh Allen shares are safe. But for this week, it's looking like it could be Case Keenum yeah. season. But I'm not sure what to speak of after that. We'll kind of see how it goes and his recovery. But expecting, you know, at least some missed time from Allen. And then we'll see what the long-term effects of, of that ultimately are. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I haven't seen anything official, Jay, any kind of official news on it. But if that's the case, then I'll take it, right? Because there were some people saying Tommy John surgery out for the yeah. season. We didn't need that. The fantasy season did not need that. The NFL. I mean, I was talking with Scott Connor about this, Jay. Outside of... Josh Allen, who are like the biggest faces of the NFL? It's like Allen and Mahomes, right? Like the two players that they can't lose. Like it just seems like those are the two biggest stars in football. So you just don't want to see those two go down no matter what. Like I don't care if you're a fan of the Bills, fan of the Chiefs. You don't want to see those two go down. So if it's only a day-to-day, he misses a week, hell, misses two. Have they had their bye yet? Has Buffalo had their bye Yes, yeah, they had their okay. bye, I believe, in week seven. Was okay, their so they've already had their bye. I mean, even if he misses a week or two, I don't care. As long as he's not out for the season, we're good to go from the Josh Allen front. And good to hear that Aaron Jones isn't going to miss any time, but does it even really matter because they don't use him? So what is it? <laughs> what does it matter, right? Like, who yeah. It's And it's versus Dallas this week. He's clearly not going to – I don't know. I'm no. Do- I'm not a doctor like you explaining everything that goes on in the, in the elbow and the ulnar. But if he was in a boot and limping around, I'm sure he's not 100%. So just egregious misuse of uh, Aaron Jones and Green Bay going on right now. But we already talked about the crybaby that is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 
last uh, last show. But Jay, we're gonna get the people some fun shit today, man, because we're gonna yes. talk twenty twenty three. Jay, I'm ready, Finally. man. I'm ready for the 2023 NFL Draft class. I'm ready for the 2023 NFL Draft cycle. Uh, the college football season is winding down. We got new college football playoff rankings. I believe Georgia's number one. Ohio State is second. Michigan is third. Is Michigan third? Really? Michigan third? I don't know. No, I, I, might, I might be fake news in it right there. I know TCU is fourth. I know TCU is fourth. Who's Who's third? Who's third? Uh, let me do. Who's third? Did I fake news it? Come on, Jay. Who's third? Oh, TCU is third. No, TCU was fourth in the in the college football uh, rankings. They were fourth. Uh, I don't I, know what the hell I'm looking at. I, 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 I failed you then. Yeah, <laughs> you have you. failed. Michigan is third. TCU is fourth. AP top 25. Ew, is why Georgia, is Michigan third? Oh, how is how did I find that, that faster than you? Come on, baby. All I you got to do is type in college football rankings. It pops right up. There we See, go. I so Georgia, in there you go. Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU, the top four teams. Tennessee is fifth. And then Alabama, we don't even want to talk about them. No, no Alabama. They in the top ten? Oh, man. Bama, Bama, Bama. No good for Alabama. But we got to get into these rookies, and things are taking shape. Jay, um, you've already got people on Twitter saying that the 24 class is better than the 23 class. Uh, we do this every year. We do this Every hey, year around this point no. in time, next year's class is better. Next year, yeah. it'll be the 25 class is better than the 24 class. Uh, but in reality, 23 class is deep, man. And we've been running mocks. Mocks since when? Probably like July, June, July. Yeah. Constantly. So uh, this is no shade to anybody else in the industry. Nobody has at least more of a sample size for 2023 rookie mocks than we do. Nobody. I will put that up against anybody in this space. There's not a single service out there that's giving you more sample size for 2023 rookie ADP this early in the process than Destination Debbie. So go to patreon.com forward slash all gas, tap in, get involved with the mocks, get involved with some of the dope data that we're, that we're doing and we're pulling. And we'll, we'll show, we're not going to show the full ADP sheet yet, Jay. So do you want to start from 1 to 24, or do you want to work our way from 24 up to B. John Robinson? Because I'm just going to I was going to say, we, uh, we don't need to really talk about who's 1, do we? we I'm going to bury right the lead there. B. John is 1, but do we, how do you want to start this? And this is super flex ADP, right? Super flex. Like, we're talking super flex here. So how do you want to do this? I think let's go. Let's go twenty four all the way to one. Okay, let's let's go let's, let's let's let the people wait let's for the good stuff. Let's go twenty four to right? one. Let's let them let's let them uh, get into there and uh, go ahead. The one player that I don't have an asset for, but go ahead. So number twenty four is Alabama wide receiver Jermaine Burton. And Ray, you've had some uh, interesting thoughts about Mister Burton. You're not the biggest fan. You've admitted that. Yeah. But, I mean, he plays Alabama, and that's the reason why he's up here, right? I mean. At the end of the day, Alabama receivers, even if they only got 22 receptions, 325 yards, and three touchdowns, they can be something at the NFL level. But I don't know, Ray. Is Jermaine Burton that guy for you? Can he be a day two pick in the NFL? Because even in some ways right now, he's not really playing like it. It didn't how is didn't Burton punch somebody after the every time I see it? Did anything happen? Did anything come of that? Didn't he punch a woman after the Tennessee game? Like I'm almost positive he punched a girl in the face. I'm almost or I'm almost positive that happened and it was captured on camera. 
Hopefully this happened or you were spreading some serious allegations, not, my friend. I'm not spreading it. it. There was there he got arrested. Or not he punched a female in the face after the Tennessee game. Yes. Oh, he pushed. It was pushed. Somebody okay, said that's pushed, that's a big difference hit. here. One one thing or the other, he's still playing, but he's not he's not very good. He's not very good, in my opinion. Um right now in the season, 22 receptions, 325 and three. Is he going to be a day two pick? Probably. Like somebody's probably yeah. going to draft him in the second or third round. Um, there are other wide receivers who did not make the top 24, Jay, that I would take unequivocally over Jermaine Burden. I think a lot of this stemmed from some of the early mocks that we did before the season and, started. Yeah. And he's but falling a lot. You, you look right at now. you look at the trend, and we'll show it towards the end of the show. He's falling. So I, I don't I don't anticipate Jermaine Burton. Yes, August ADB was 16th. Where was he at in September? Where was he at in September? What is that? Uh, Twenty three point one, and then twenty nine point zero in October. In so October. He's, he's trending. He's trending. Yeah, he's down. trending, he's trending down. down. I don't think he'll be in there when it's all said and done. So right now, sitting at twenty four, Jermaine Burton, wide receiver out of Alabama. All right, Jay, where are we at next? Who's uh who's twenty third? Who's our twenty third? Now the next player? player, we are very excited about actually. We are. He is he is one of your local cats, sort yes. of. I guess you're not quite oh you're not quite over in the DFW area. You're a little bit outside now. I'm in the I'm but in the Kendra burbs. Miller out of TCU, yeah. big fan of Kendra um and what he's done. 153 attempts, over a thousand yards now, twelve touchdowns, six point six a carry. Big threat, six foot, two twenty, and he can fly. Ray, tell the people about Kendra Miller and what he could be at the NFL level. Dude, this is um, Kendra is going to be one of them cats that as you get to the NFL draft process, if he declares, he'll be everybody's like kind of favorite sleeper running back, man. Yeah. He's one of the few sort of prototypical NFL builds, six foot, 220 pounds. Like you said, he could fly. Uh, you know, one of my one of our people, man, one of my boys, uh, Fusu Vu, man, shout out to Fusu. Yeah. He said there are 10 different Kenneth Walkers in this 2023 NFL draft class. And Kendra Miller is definitely in that mold. I don't. I'm not saying he's as good as Kenneth Walker. We see what he's doing for Seattle. But when you're talking about a running back, that I mean, there, there was a run that he had last weekend, Jay, where you just see the contact balance, the size, the breakaway speed. He's he's an awesome running back prospect. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't have rankings yet. Like outside of yeah. one and two, it's Bijan and Jameer Gibbs for me. One and two. But outside of that, I have not flushed out a top 10 or a top 12. I'm going to wait a little later in the process for that. But I do have him firmly as a high tier two running back in this class. And I think when it's all said and done, he's going to fall anywhere from five to nine for me. Probably no lower than RB9 in the class, but a big fan of Miller. And you see, according to our stuff, man, he's he's been rising like crazy. In August and September, dude wasn't even drafted inside the top 48. Yep. And now, according to our uh, October ADP mock, he's chilling at 26.3. So um, he's made quite the rise in this class. Big fan of TCU's Kendra Miller, man. But we've got we've got Deuce Vaughn at uh, 20, what, 22, 24, 23, 22. Deuce yeah. Vaughn, the running back out of, uh, out of uh, Kansas State. Fantastic, dynamic college football weapon. Jay, I just, I just, I can't. It's hard for me to buy into him as a true top 24 rookie pick because he's five foot six, 170 pounds. I just, even though he's dynamic, he's a player that I'm going to root for like hell, man. But I just, I, I don't know 
what that looks like in the NFL. That's tiny, yeah. you know, and it's not even the height. Yeah. It's not even so much the height. It's the fact that he's 170, man. That's just, it's a hard pill to swallow. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm with you. And it's funny because you look at him and Miller, they're back to back in ADP, essentially 26.0, 26.3. And I think both of us would happily take Kendra Miller over Deuce Vaughn. You know, maybe he doesn't have quite have the receiving upside, but you just look at the size, the prototypical nature, the way they play. Deuce is a monster when he plays. Um, I think the interesting thing is they do both play in the Big 12 too, right? So you kind of sim- playing similar defenses, so you can kind of compare their stats to some regard. But Miller is more dynamic, and he shows that every week. He's bigger. He has better size. Like, you're really banking on Deuce Vaughn's pass-catching ability being his calling card, and you're praying he's not Kyron Williams, right? But everyone says he actually is pretty fast. So no, I guess we'll is, see what he runs. He's got everything. He's, yeah. He catches the ball. You look at his stats on the season, man. Nine, 975 yards, averaging damn near six a pop. He's got 30 receptions, 216 yards. He he has everything. It's just the package in which contains all that talent. We just haven't seen someone at that size succeed at the NFL level. And I don't know if I could risk a second-round rookie pick on him when it's all said and done. But if if he's later, like if if he fell to the back of the third, early fourth round, yeah. I have no problem just taking a dart. It's a player that I want to succeed. I want to see do well. I just don't know about Deuce Vaughn at that size at the NFL level. But who's up? 21. 21. Oh, who we got? Ray, not only do we have a player that we love, we have a player that is so polarizing. We're not even sure if he's going to declare for the 2023 yeah. NFL draft. And that is Florida Gators quarterback Anthony Richardson. Himothy, as we once called him many, many, oh, many, many moons weeks ago. ago. Many yeah, moons many, ago. Many weeks ago. Yeah. Anthony Richardson, oh, man, it's tough to really go to bat for this guy anymore. He's just, he hasn't been good enough. You know, 1,800 passing yards, only nine touchdowns on the season, seven interceptions, QBR 71.7. We know what he can do on the ground. He runs for a ton of yards. He's 6'4", 232, oh. has everything you want. But the accuracy, the decision-making isn't quite there yet. Talk about a guy who's fallen from grace. He was a top five pick for about a week and a half. Yeah. And he's been falling ever since. Uh, Ray, what do you think about Anthony Richardson right now? How could you possibly take him? Even in the top 24, I guess if he gets drafted, you kind of have to. Yeah. But, I think I, I think mean, what just, else is there to see with Anthony Richardson from here? I think it's just us not thinking that he's going to actually declare. I don't think he is. Um, yeah. He is not... I don't. I, I think it would do him a world of good to go back one more year, refine his skills, work on some things, and then declare in 2024. I know that class at the quarterback position is looking phenomenal right now. With you've got Quinn Ewers, you've got Drake May, you've got Caleb Williams. Potentially, yes. if JJ McCarthy can get things together, and then you throw Anthony Richardson right there. If that, if that's your top five in 2024, that that's pretty exciting because you've got inside that top five you would have four of your five quarterbacks that are true dual threats. Caleb Williams could beat you with his legs. Drake May, I know everybody wants to compare Will Levis to Josh Allen, but I think Drake May, if we're going to make that blasphemous comparison, profiles more as a as a Josh Allen type than Will Levis. You would have J.J. McCarthy in his legs, and then you would have Anthony Richardson. Um, this year, I just... I don't know, man. I'm going to talk with my man Damian Parson from the Draft Network in a minute. In his most recent mock, he had a mock to uh, Minnesota at like 29 or something like that. So, wow, still first uh, round. Still eh? Those first tools. round. I think the tools and the traits, if he declared, may get him that first round draft capital. But right now, Jay, I just don't think that he's going to declare. And yeah, you see the trend, man. 
You look at our August uh, ADP it was going uh, 8.9 in September, 7.1, and then in October, 23.3. So the biggest faller in our mock, what's that, 16? I can't read. It's really small over here. I think it's like 16 points down for Anthony Yeah, 16.2. Yeah, 16.2. All right, Jay, let's pull us. Who's at 20, man? Uh, Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee, someone who has been injured and not playing as much, only 28 receptions, 336 yards and one touchdown. But we've seen kind of early in the season how much he got fed in that Vols offense, you know, talking about every week, it looked like this guy was producing at a very high level. Now back had seven receptions for 68 yards against Georgia and probably going to continue to be the primary option, especially from a volume standpoint in that offense with Jalen Hyatt on the other side, going deep. And then obviously Hendon Hooker at the helm. How do you feel about Cedric Tillman? Do you think his stock can rise enough to where he deserves to be in that top 20, top 18 by the time the draft season comes around? Um, maybe. I, I don't I'm still trying to figure out who the best receiver on that team is. Is it him or is it Jalen Hyatt? And okay. for better or worse, the image that's just burned into my head right now is him getting absolutely strapped up by Georgia in that game. You know, just yeah. I'm I'm looking at him like, man, if he can't beat that, you know, what? how's he going to do in the NFL? But, you know, we kind of said that about Romeo Dobbs. And then, look, he figured it out at some point at the NFL level. I know a lot of people are high on Tillman. They say he could be the top senior wide receiver in this class. I know Jim Nagy has mm -hmm. said that. I believe the top senior wide receiver in this class is going to be either Cedric Tillman or Rasheed Rice out of SMU yeah. who did not make this list. Uh, and right now, if you ask me, Jay, I probably – would take Rasheed Rice over over Cedric Tillman. But okay. I, I still like Tillman. I like the talent. I like the skill set. And I do think when it's all said and done, he's going to be a top 50 pick in the NFL draft. So therefore, he shall matter. Hit us with 19. Next is UCLA running back Zach Charbonnet, obviously transfer from Michigan. He has been, you know, pretty good this season so far. He doesn't have the counting stats I expected. 128 carries, 964, 10 touchdowns, but seven and a half a carry in the Pac-12. Him and DTR have been carrying that offense. We know what Charbonnet can be or expect to be at the NFL level, 6'1", 220. We wanted him to declare last year. He was kind of a mid-second round pick last year, kind of in the same spot this year. Ray, how do you feel about Charbonnet coming off of what looks like five straight 100-yard games with a touchdown? Love Zach em. Charbonnet, you love, love him? Love him. Love him. What is he, six foot two, 220 pounds? Six yeah, 6'1", 220 is what it says. Monster. He's, fa he's fast. He can catch the ball. He's a one-cut downhill runner. He... This is this is not, and let me repeat it. This is not a comparison for player to player. But when he runs the ball, you know who he looks like because he just one cutting and gets that. He looks exactly Nick like Nick Chubb. I don't yeah, care. I knew like, you were going there. The way that he runs, I'm not saying he is Nick Chubb. Yeah, I would I wouldn't put that on anybody. That's you don't put comps like Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry on collegiate prospects, but his running style. One cut, downhill. He's not going to do a lot of juking in the open field. He's got more than enough speed. He's got prototypical NFL size. And running backs like Zach Charbonnet, you know all the running backs that seem to last in the NFL? They're like six foot, 5'11", 220-plus, right? They, they just can handle a workload. He's the type of cat that can get drafted. If, it, if you flipped him and Damian Pierce, 
and Damian Pierce was still in college dominating. You put Zach Charbonnet in Houston, I think he'd do the oh same shit, man. I think yeah. he would do the same kind of thing that Damian Pierce is doing. He's one of those type of running backs that you can just throw in from day one, and you know, Jay, that he can absorb 15 to 20 touches and not bat an eye. He's not going to get broken down. He's not going to be sure. worn down. That's what I like about him. That's what I like about Kendra Miller. They've got that size to take that abuse at the running back position. So... While he may not have really improved his draft stock much from a rookie draft perspective, I think Zach Charbonnet is going to be a rock-solid second-round pick when it's all said and done. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think he's in a great spot. And even to get him down here really talks about the depth of this class. But going up, we do have to talk about a receiver who I think will be a little bit polarizing for you down the stretch, and it's North Carolina wide receiver Josh Downs. Uh, I, I'm curious your thoughts, first of all, if he profiles as more of an outside or a slot. He is only 5'10", 175. 63 receptions, 693 yards, 8 touchdowns, 11 yards per reception. Obviously tied to Drake May, I'm sure helps him quite a bit, but he has been in and out of the lineup this season, banged up with injuries. Seems like it's been kind of a thing throughout his career, but how do you feel about Josh Downs going into the NFL? Um, I'm probably going to be higher than most on Josh Downs, Jay, when it's all said and done, man. he um, He's dynamic. He has shown that he can be an alpha on an offense, and I get it. North Carolina's defense is bad. Name two other receivers on that team. I bet you can't. Yeah. But just the, the only issue with Downs is his ability to stay on the field. He's been nicked up a couple of times, but North Carolina has him doing everything, returning punts, returning kicks, catching the ball 15 times a game. He is explosive, dude. He's, uh, I'm not saying he's, but he he plays kind of Deontay Johnson-esque, man. He's diving for balls. He can win in tight spaces. He can obliterate one-on-one coverage. I'm a big Josh Downs fan. And I think once the combine hit, he goes out there and he runs 4-4 something. Um, He's not going to have the biggest size, but man, this is the type of cat that I think is, he's one of those players that you'll see it and you'll be like, I want him in rookie draft. So I think again, yeah another rock-solid pick in the second round. Like, there may not be a bunch of Bijans in this class. There may not be a bunch of high-end quarterbacks. But you're talking about depth come round two, depth at the back of the first round. I I think one of the worst spots to be in will get there is around that 106-107 range. I would trade back in a heartbeat. If I miss Mm -hmm. out on the kind of top four blue-chip guys in this class, trade me back. I'll go back to the first Give me top of the second round picks. I I want them all because Josh Downs is going to be there. Big fan of his game, man. I'm a big Josh Downs believer. Yeah, he feels like one of those guys that if he's not mocked in the early second initially, oh, this is your sleeper. Go get Josh Downs. No one's really talking about him out of North Carolina, right? Yeah. And so let's get into a guy that Scott Connor has single-handedly tanked his ADP. Oh, boy. Yes, he has. Scott knows who it is. This guy, first round pick all off season this September, and Scott Connor just single handedly slanders this guy every day. And it is Notre Dame tight end Michael Mayer. The production is there for Mayer consistently. He, in August, his ADP was 10. In September, his ADP was 13.6. And now, Ray, is all the way down to 18.7. So his overall is at 16.9. Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, highly productive, but Scott has lots of concerns about the athleticism. Ray, tell the people about Michael Mayer. He's the best tight end in the class. There's no doubt about that. I, 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 I know people. I know people are saying big wash out of Georgia. I don't. I don't know how you can go there. Besides, Washington's probably more athletic than Michael Mayer. But you're talking about just a complete tight end 
He can block. He can catch. He use he positions himself really well with his body and whatever he lacks in athleticism, he makes up with with just sheer technique, um, savviness. He's a he's a damn good tight end. I, I don't I don't see how you would take Washington over Michael Mayer. Now for fantasy, what does that mean? Do I think he's a top five tight end? Like how we would say Kyle Pitts immediately top yeah. five from the day he was drafted, a dynasty tight end one. I think when we talk about next year's class with Brock Bowers and Jatavian Sanders from Texas, we'll be talking about those guys are as elite difference makers at the NFL level. I think Michael Mayer is going to be a rock solid tight end, probably one that the the best thing about him, man, he doesn't get hurt. You probably never have to worry about him getting injured. And if he fits with the right system, he's going to produce. Like I get not spending a top 10 pick on a tight end. I wouldn't do that anymore either. Like I I agree wholeheartedly, but I think there are some players that have been mocked above Michael Mayer that I would take Mayer over, no doubt about it, especially okay. when we play in a lot of tight end premium leagues. He's a good tight end, man. I don't get all the Mayer. I I, I understand that he's not Pitt's level of talent. He's not a generational tight end. I do have question marks about his athleticism, but overall, man, not everybody's going to be Kyle Pitts. Not everybody can be Brock Bowers. Not everybody can be this size, speed, specimen, but you're just talking about a good tight end that's going to come in from day one, be a starter in the NFL and command opportunity. Like, find me somebody better than Michael Mayer in this class to do that. So I'm still in on Mayer. I just, I wouldn't take him with a top 12 pick, but I also think if you got him here at 18, that's a, that's a, that's a steal, getting a tight end of his caliber that's absolutely going to be drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. That's a steal, man. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And people are saying, you know, Firemuth 2.0, I think a little bit slower than Firemuth, less athletic, right? But the skill set and what he can do, I think is very similar. But here's a player next on the list that I'm very interested in your opinion on because I feel like you've gone back and forth a little bit. Lincoln Riley left. He decided to stay at Oklahoma. So that means we're talking about wide receiver Marvin Mims now with Dylan Gabriel. 38 receptions, 678 yards, four touchdowns, 17 8 a reception. But you've been a guy who, as a freshman, very high on Marvin Mims. Very, very high. You thought he could be great. You kind of wavered a little bit. Now he's coming in at 16 in our mock drafts, 16, 17 in our mock drafts. Where are you at with Marvin Mims? He is actually rising, surprisingly. But what are your thoughts on Mims? And let the people know more about Marvin Mims. He's a good player, man. Marvin Mims is a good player. I know the production isn't there this year. Um, he's just he, He's just kind of... There's nothing special about him that makes him stand out, right? He's just Marvin Mims, which means he's probably going to be pretty good. He's probably going to get drafted higher than we like uh, or higher than we think. And because he's going to get drafted higher than we think he will, people won't necessarily like him. They're not going to buy into him. Then he's going to go to training camp. And then all of a sudden, he's starting in three wide receiver sets from day one. They're like, oh, shit, I probably should have grabbed some more Marvin Mims while I was at it, right, and not let – whatever bias that you have, like I didn't really produce and I don't really like him. I, I, I think he's, I think he's a good receiver. I, I, I think that's going to be the story of Marvin Mims. Like nobody really likes him. He's going to get drafted higher than everybody thinks. And then people are going to fade him. And then six weeks into the NFL season next year, when he's getting targets, you're like, man, I should have, I should have grabbed that, that Mims over Cam rising in the second round. Right. I should have, should have taken that Mims over some, over Deuce Vaughn or whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever your favorite guy is. I think he's solid, man. Uh, nothing special 
Nothing spectacular. There are, are other wide receivers that I would take over him again. I think as we move forward throughout the rest of the season, I think we will see Jalen Hyatt rise up. I think we will see a Rasheed Rice out of SMU continue to rise up. And I'd probably take those two over Mims, but I think Mims is fine. I, I don't I, I'm looking at everybody above him. I wouldn't put him any higher there. Like this is in my opinion, he's he's being hell. I don't man, in October, what's that, 16-5 for Mims? Yeah, mm, yeah, right. sixteen five. He's rising. He's rising. Uh, what do you think about him? Where are you at with Mims? It's tough, man. That those Big Twelve receivers, if they're not elite, I'm kind of out on a yeah, lot yeah, of them. Yeah, like yeah. we're gonna talk about a Big Twelve receiver in a little bit who probably is elite, and I'm still not all the way bought in yet. But we'll talk about why in a little bit. But let's go to Big Blue Nation and talk about one of your biggest risers. Yeah, it man. Seems. And one of the biggest riders in our ADP in August, he was 32.1, 22.9 in September, and 14.5 in October. We're talking about the Mighty Mouse, Blake Corum. Almost 200 carries, 1,187 yards, 16 touchdowns, 6 a carry, and I believe 5th in the Heisman voting right now. Blake Corum is doing everything for the Wolverines this season. Ray, tell the people more about Blake Corum. Love him. Love him. Anybody that has him outside of the top 10 running backs in this class, blasphemy. And when you're talking about a rookie draft class, right now he's flirting with anywhere, Jay, for me, from three to five. He's in freaking credible. Um, he's five foot eight, 210 plus pounds, like 210. He he reminds me of Ray Rice Jr., man. Ray yeah. Rice Jr. Um, he, he can do it all. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. His contact balance is incredible. He's powerful. He's physical. He's one of these cats that's commanding bell cow workload in college. We always talk about what's the best indicator to figure out if you can do it in the NFL. It's doing it in college. And Michigan turns around and gives him the ball 20-plus times a game, and all he does is rush for 100 yards, 150, 210, 230, 178. That's all he does. And that's doing that with a talented running back behind him. And Donovan Edwards, who's going to be one of the one of the higher rated rookies in the 2024 class, um, you're seeing his ADP rise, man, and it, and it should keep rising up. I, I I would I would be hard pressed to keep him outside of my top 12. If I'm sitting there at the 203 in a rookie draft and Blake Horm is there, bro, I'm doing backflips and I'm smashing the the draft button on Blake Horm. He's awesome, fantastic running back prospect. I love him, man. The height is not an issue because he's 210 yeah. plus pounds, man. Dude is a tank. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I think, you know, he almost kind of reminds me a bit of MJD is, you know, similar small guy who is just huge. But let's get into the TCU wide receiver, Quentin Johnston, a guy who made me a lot of money early in this season because he was doing a disappearing act. But TCU found a way to use him. They realized that he is their best player and they have found a way to get Quentin Johnston the ball. His dot is up. He's running for a ton of yards and catching the ball a lot more. But Ray, the problem is, though, is where are you going to rank him? There's so many guys ahead of him. Yeah, at one point, he's, you know, a lot of people's wide receiver one. He's an athletic freak. Once he tests, I'm sure he'll be rising in the process. But where are you at with Quentin, Quentin Johnson right now? We've finally seen him produce, but now it's time for him to show a little bit more, I think, to get up into that top, you know, three of receivers. Yeah, I mean, uh, some people have him as one. I, I don't. Um, I'm, I'm high on Quentin Johnston. I like him a lot. I think he can push two, two, two to three or four for me. I think he can get as high is two when it's all said and done. We'll talk about some of the other wide receivers there. I think, I think what a lot of dynasty gamers will have to come to terms with, and they don't want to admit it right now, but it's like, ugh, another TCU wide receiver, right? And I'm not saying 
I'm I'm saying that's not the right way to look at it because you got to grade each individual talent on their own. But you will have some people that will say, that will just flat out say, I was burned by Josh Doxton. I was burned by Jalen Rager. I'm not fooling with another TCU wide receiver. There are going to be people who do that, despite the size and speed and athleticism, at least what we think. What I'm going to say is, I think he is a size speed freak. I do, personally. But I also thought Traylon Burks was going to go to the combine and tear it up. Yep. And a lot of people thought he was going to do that. And then you get to the process and you're like, oh, shit. What happened? So I'm not gonna set I'm not gonna set Calvin Johnson levels of of athleticism expectations on him. I'm just gonna wait until February and see. Like they'll do it. He'll go to the combine. He'll run. He'll jump. It's been reported he's got like a 45 inch vertical jump, which yeah, is nuts. Of course. Right? That's that's insane. At six foot four, two hundred and ten pounds. If he does that, I do think there will be people that have him as wide receiver one. I know at the Draft Network, some people have mocked him as the number one overall wide receiver, and I will not knock you for that. If that's your belief, like I, I, I hope we get to a point this year where you're not, where we're not just slamming folks for having differing opinions of who's one, two, or three. If you have Quentin Johnson as wide receiver one, then awesome. Like you could be just as right as anybody else. Uh, for me, he's not my one, but he's definitely a top five receiver for me and could climb anywhere as wide receiver two in this class when it's all said and done. Uh, incredible talent, man. Who we got next? So to round out uh, 13 through 24, we have Auburn running back Tank Bigsby, a guy that I was really praying could have a rise in the process, but the way his team is playing, the way he's being utilized, it's just not going to happen more likely than not six foot two 13 123 carries 676 eight touchdowns five five a carry he is dropping a little bit in adp he went down from the first round to top of the second here 13.2 in october you know slight dip he's always been kind of a back end first early second round pick you know a guy who produced at a very high level as a freshman but now it's just not looking great for his prospects until maybe the combine and he shows out there but ray tell the people more about tanks bigsby out of auburn yeah, man. I mean, this was if if for some of y'all, y'all haven't been playing long enough and been following long enough. But during his freshman season, it wasn't it wasn't Bijan and Gibbs. It was Bijan and Bigsby. And there were some people that were like, oh, I yeah. take Tank over Bijan Robinson. Those were the top two guys back three years ago of the class. Everybody was, is it Tank? Is it Bijan? Is it Bigsby? Is it Robinson? And I think we've the answer to that has been uh, has been made clear throughout the years. I still think he's a good running back, man. I I, I do want to see his his testing numbers. Like I watch him and I'm like, man, he's he's powerful. Uh, he's got good burst, good acceleration. I don't know about his home run ability, the home run speed. Um, you see him rip off long runs, but Auburn's just bad. It's just a it's a bad team, and he's he's carrying them as much as he can when they give him opportunity. I think Bigsby is a good running back. I don't think he's an elite type running back. I don't believe he's a franchise difference maker for your dynasty teams or for an NFL team, but I could see him just being a solid, solid running back at the next level. Another one of those guys that just produces for you every year, but nobody truly, truly wants him. Um, we'll see how it all plays out. Do, if I had the bet draft capital right now, I don't think I'd pick him as a, peg him as a second rounder, maybe more like a third round no, pick third, yeah. right now for Bigsby. Think. But I, I like the talent, and, and again. Look how deep this running back class is, man. Kendra Miller all the way down there at 23 and Bigsby up here at 13. So let's dive into that top 12, Jay. Let's start off with the with the 112 in the 2023 class. Who we got? We have a big time riser in yeah. quarterback Hendon Hooker out of Hook. T Tennessee. 
Big Hook, fifth-year senior. It's bigger than I thought he was, actually. 6'4", 220 almost. He's 16th in yards with 2,500, 17th in touchdowns with 21, only two interceptions, QBR of 89.15th in the country. Outside of that Georgia game, man, he's looked all the part, completing 71% of his passes in conference. We know how difficult that is in the SEC, and so if he's completing them at a high rate, that is great to see, but he is 112 in our ADP right now. Big-time riser, 22.6 spots because he went from the third round, back to the third round, actually, all the way up into the top 12. How do you feel about Hendon Hooker right now? Yesterday, I asked our Discord, I said, is Hendon Hooker Teddy Bridgewater? And I don't mean that as a slight. Bridgewater was a late, was he the 32nd overall pick in his draft class? Started multiple years, uh, was serviceable at times. Just kind of reminds me of Bridgewater, a guy that's not going to be, a, I don't think he's a difference-making quarterback. Can I say that? Do I think he's the type of quarterback that can come in and operate an offense? Sure. Do I think he's the kind of guy that you're going to get and he's going to become Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, that he's going to change life for an NFL franchise? Probably not. Like, if I'm being realistic, I, I just, I would rather, if if there was somebody in my league that believed that he was that and they wanted my Hendon Hooker. They wanted the rights that tw- that 112 to draft Hooker. And I just got a top six pick in 2024, right? Or, or, or a random 24 first. I would trade yeah. that 112 for any random 24 first. I would give up the opportunity to draft Hendon Hooker for any 24 first right now. And that's not a knock on Hook at all. Like I'm not, I'm not bashing him. I'm not knocking him. I'm just being honest. I think he, I think he's like Teddy Bridgewater. I think that's at least right now, what I see his future NFL outcome being, I do think he's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. I do believe that. Um, And that means he's going to get an opportunity to start. But am I looking at him as an elite-level quarterback prospect that I would want to build or at least use him as a building block for my dynasty rosters? No. No. I wouldn't. Do you still think he's a first-round pick? Like in the NFL draft? Yeah. He's going to be Mm -hmm. a first-round pick. He's going yeah. to be, a, I, I believe he will be a first round pick in the NFL draft. And it's not, it's more of a byproduct of look at quarterback play in the NFL right now. Look how putrid hmm. it is across the board. If we were being real, there's probably like 13, 14 teams in the NFL that are just rock solid at quarterback yeah. that you don't have any question marks about, period. And outside of that, it's, it's, it's roulette trying to find the quarterback, spin the wheel. What week, mm-hmm. what quarterback, what team? I do think he'll be a first-round pick in the NFL draft, so therefore he'll matter, but I'd have no problem trading my rights to Hendon Hooker for a random 24 first. Very well said. So let's get into the next running back on our ADP at 11. That is Texas A&M running back Devon oh. A. Coming oh, off the baby. flu game versus Florida, someone that just can't help but get you going. You have an uncanny love for Devon A. Chain. But, Ray, tell the people why he deserves to be a top 12 selection. People are going to talk about his size, 5'9", 185, which is probably generous for his weight. But we will see when he ultimately weighs in. I'm sure he'll be drinking the water like Charles Barkley at the Combine. But where are we at with Devon A. Chain? He is at 11, 12.2 in our ADP. He's been pretty consistent, but rising a little bit as of late. Man, Jay, this is going to be the player. I'm going to tell you all right now. Devon A-Chain is going to be the player that puts everybody's process to the test. Everybody's. Because he's not going to come in at 200 pounds. He's not going to come in at 210. He's not going to come in at 205. 
I don't know if he's going to be 195 when yeah, it's I was all say, said. He might not come in at 190 either. I'm praying like 190. If we can get to 190, 192, I, you know, I'd be happy. But you can, dude, you're talking about usage rate and ability to handle the, the work in college. I believe he's top five in usage rate in all of college football. His, the care, they give him every touch out of the backfield. They throw it to him. He's damn near all they got. Him, Evan Stewart, yep. and Connor Wegman is about all they got. Offensive line is bad. Texas A&M is awful. And every week, all A-Chain goes out there and does is run for 100-plus yards, catch the ball. You see the speed. You see the explosiveness. It, it, he is an Olympic-level sprinter, and that track speed translates to the football field. I'm going to let the NFL tell me what they think of Devon A-Chain because if it were up to me— He'd probably be top five, but it's hard to put okay. what's listed as a 185-pound running back in that category. And I know the easy, low-hanging fruit comparison is, oh, he's Jamal Charles, but we can't. Jamal Charles was a third-round pick out of Texas, right? Like, he wasn't, he wasn't even the guy until his final year at the University of Texas. And he's just different. You, you can't just find the one outlier and be like, that's him. We're going to just bank on him being the outlier. So for me, I love, love, love the skill set of Devon A-Chain. But I'm probably going I'm probably going to have him at like six or seven and let the NFL tell me. If, if the NFL says we have no problem taking this guy on day two, mid-second, around pick 50 where James Cook went, you know, the, uh, high, then I have no problem with it. But if they're like, man, we just can't take a player of his size early, then that will... That will affect where he slots at for me, but I still won't full fade him because his he is different. Like he's there. I don't care what his size is. He's a different type of cat, man. I love Devon A. Chain. Love him, man. One of my favorite players in this class. Elite speed. We toss elite around a lot. He has elite speed, and it translates to the football field. Yeah, and already 36 receptions on the season, so he will be a factor out of the backfield as well. So we do like that with his dual threat ability. But going into a running back that you were all in on this offseason, you said we needed to see more. And you mm -hmm. said maybe if he switched to another team, he would be get more cachet in the game. But right now, it's not looking like that's going to happen. That is Syracuse running back Sean Tucker. Um, it feels like he gets vultured every week by Garrett Schrader for yards and touchdowns. But yeah. Sean Tucker does show what he can do on the football field week in and week out. He is dropping a little bit in our ADP. Was at 10, or he's at 10 now. He was at 9.7, 9, 8.1, and now at 11.5. He is 10th right now in our ADP, slightly dropping, I think, just because his production hasn't quite been there. But tell the people more about Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. Yeah, man, he's good. He's He's good. The same. He's not A-chain fast, but he ain't slow. I think he's like a 10, 400-meter guy. Runs track at Syracuse. Um, I believe he's 5'10". What's he, 205, 205. pounds? Uh, the, the big thing with Tuck is, is he going to get the capital, right? Um, yeah. I, I've said it all along, and I know this sounds silly. Go look up the last Syracuse running back that, that was drafted, period, that, that got drafted. The last Syracuse running back that – that did anything in the NFL. They, they, it was before I was born. I just think he's going to have that bias, man. Like I, I want to see what the NFL thinks about a Syracuse running back. I mean, he's top 10 for us right now. Currently, the top of my tier two running backs, he's right up there with A-Chain, right up there with Kendra Miller, right up there with you know th those tier two kind of running backs. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I think he's got the skill set. He can catch the ball. His acceleration, you know, I was talking about Travis Etienne, 0 to 60. That's Sean yep. Tucker. 
Like he's is zero to sixty is outstanding. I just I don't know, man. I, I really can't call it. Like I Gibbs, you know what they're gonna do with Bama running backs, regardless if they're good or yeah. bad. You know they're gonna get day two draft capital, whether it's Brian Robinson, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, they're gonna get the draft capital. I, I just don't know what the NFL is going to think about Tucker. I like him. We'll see. You see his stock is falling amongst the community quite a bit. But we'll uh we'll see, man. We'll we'll see. We'll see with Tucker. I don't I, I would say this. I would take Quentin Johnston over Sean Tucker right now. I would take Blake okay. Norm over Sean Tucker right now, personally. So those are two players that got drafted quite a bit later that I would take over Sean T right now. And that, that's not me knocking him. You're just asking my opinion. I would take both of those players over Sean Tucker. Yeah, so the next one on our list, uh, I believe that's at nine, nine now, right? Is LSU wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte. He is probably one of the guys you are highest on this offseason. And, you know, we talked about Quentin Johnston not getting the ball. Kayshawn Boutte was not getting the ball. Uh, for whatever reason, Brian Kelly does not want to get it to him, showcase his abilities heading into the draft. But six foot two oh five monster. Um, I wouldn't say he comps to George Pickens, but he definitely is aggressive at the catch point, extremely fast, physical. I think he has everything you want. We just haven't seen it enough this season to where he deserves to be at the top. But we can say that about another wide receiver too. How do you feel about Kayshawn Boutte right now? And do you hope that maybe he can get some more national attention, even though it doesn't feel like that's gonna come for him this season? Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much a wrap. I mean, th- th- this team is Malik Neighbors, a player that I've been telling you all about, 2024 yep. wide receiver, phenomenal. Like, LSU's got another one in Malik Neighbors. He's he's really good. Boutte is still tier one for me. Um, he's in a big cluster of Addison, JSN, Quentin Johnston, and Kayshawn Boutte. When it's all said and done, I think he's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft, Jay. And I know the production isn't here this year, but Brian Kelly, new offense, Jaden Daniels at the start of the season, run first kind of quarterback. I, I don't think it's a, a, a matter of skill set, right? I think it's just, it, it's a new system. It's a different team, man. This isn't, this isn't the Joe Burrow-led LSU offense where no. it's just air raid, where they just throw, it, this isn't that team. He's going to test well. He's got the size. The analytic is, the analytic profile will be there for Kayshawn Boutte. I think he'll be a polarizing prospect, but what I think that means is he'll be a value. Like, can you imagine him falling to the back of the first? And I'm just th- I'm just saying the name, Dallas or Kansas City or Buffalo adding to their receiver yeah. room with Kayshawn Boutte. He's the type of player that people will fade because he didn't have a monster season. And then come training camp when they figure out he's a starter – Everyone will try to buy back in on him, and by then it'll be too late. So I'm still in on Kayshawn Boutte. It's been a disappointing season, but this is where you can't just box score scout. If you actually watch the games, watch LSU, watch what they've done, the, the system was a mess early. Like, they, they there's just no chemistry. Yeah. It's just a, it's the growing pains of a, of a transition of leadership, and a lot of people dog Brian Kelly, man. He's one of the 10 best coaches in college, and he's getting the most out of that program right now. Shout out to, to Brian Kelly and uh, LSU Nation, man. I meant that fake accent. He can say whatever he wants now. He can fake that family all he wants because he's doing a hell of a job at LSU. But I'm still in on Boutte, but I think he'll be, he'll be a polarizing guy too because he has not lived up to the expectation, but there's context. Pay attention to the games, watch the stuff, and you'll know what that context, what what the context is as to why he hasn't smashed this season. 
So next, we are going to Ole Miss and talking about a running back that was actually, in your opinion, replaced by a true freshman. Mm. But you are still very high on one Zach Evans. So I want your opinion on Zach Evans because we haven't talked about him that much, but I know that you are still very high on him, but he is at seven. Yeah. So, I mean... That's high, or sorry, he's at eight. That is very high for someone that I don't really view in that top tier. Obviously, you have a lot of elite wide receivers up there as well, quarterbacks. He's right at the top and kind of a fringe guy for me in that Sean Tucker tier. Talk to people about Zach Evans and why you believe, or maybe you don't believe, he should be this high on the ADP. Um, He's just a hammer. He's an absolute tank. He can catch the ball. He's fast. He's dealing with a little bit of a knee injury this year, and... Ole Miss, for those of y'all that don't know, has the best freshman running back in the class on their team. Quinshawn Judkins is an, is a problem. 5'11", 220 pounds as a true freshman. Jake, go pull up. What, what are, what's Zach Evans counting stats this year? Give me give me Evans. So he's got 105, 680, and 7 with 6.3 a carry, and I can pull up Judkins for you. In a second. Yeah, I got Judkins right here. I got Judkins. Judkins is 180, 180, 10, 13, averaging 5.8. Both of these backs are really good. Very good. But you, Judkins, 180. He's got, you know, 72 more carries, almost 400 more yards, 300 more yards, and, you know, almost double the touchdowns as Evans. He's the best freshman running back in this class. Evans has been banged up. But he's a tank. I think he's a day two pick, second round type rookie, a second round NFL running back that you can plug and play from day one. Hopefully he heals up for the combine. I think he's going to run fine. He's going to look good. And I think he's just, he's going to be a good running back at the next level. Do I think he's an elite game changing difference maker? I don't know. He's, 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 a top, he's a top five back for me, no doubt in my mind. I like Zach Evans a lot. It's just you watch Ole Miss. And I keep asking to see number four. I just want to see more Judkins, more Judkins, more Judkins. That's not a knock on on Evans. He did miss a game, too, I believe, uh, due to injury. But I think when it's all said and done, he'll be top five for most people. All right. Now, at number seven, uh, it pains me to say this. He's one of my favorite wide receivers in the class. Only five receptions for 43 yards on the season. Has missed a ton of games. Was once a top five draft pick in terms of a lot of mocks. And we are talking about six foot one, 200 pound Ohio State Buckeyes wide receiver, Jackson Smith in Jigba. When do we see him? If we see him, I don't know, man. It seems like every week he might play and doesn't or doesn't perform. I'm hoping we can see him in the playoff. Love JSN. But, Ray, tell the people whether or not he deserves to be up there right now based off what we've seen this yeah. year and obviously what we saw last year. Well, it ain't based off of this year because we haven't seen a damn thing. We've seen nothing. Like, you talk about Boutte, you talk about all these other guys. We have seen nothing from JSN this year. So it ain't has nothing to do with this year but everything to do with last year and what he did on a team that had Marvin Harrison Jr., that had Chris Olave, that had Garrett Wilson, that had Emeka Mbuka. He was the best receiver on the team. He was the best wide receiver on that team. He may not have been the most technical. He may have only run out of the slot, and maybe that's all he does at the NFL level, and I don't care. Jason is still dope. He's still good, and you see his ADP. The lowest he's fallen was in September, and it fell to like 10, 9. 10, yeah. Yeah, and he's been consistent through every mock. He's still going to be a first-round pick. Uh, There are questions about his athleticism, but we know that athleticism and wide receiver doesn't necessarily correlate to fantasy success. We see receivers run 4-6, 4-7, and they can be monsters for fantasy. Uh, I don't care that he only plays in the slot. 
his hands are good. He, he knows how to find the zones. He's technically sound. Uh, he's good to me. He run after the catch ability is there. I absolutely think he's deserving to be up here inside that top 10 comfortably. So I'm still fine with JSN. I saw what he did last year as a true sophomore. It's unfortunate he's been hurt this year. But again, what can you do? Like, am I going to just am I going to just bury the kid because he got hurt? Like, I can't. Like, it's not yeah. like he's playing and he's playing like shit or he's fought, failing or dropping passes or getting hawked down. He just got hurt. And it's unfortunate because maybe he could be pushed up a little higher had he played and we could have been like, this is the one, no doubt. But I think it just gives more ambiguity to this wide receiver position. I think of all the positions that we'll talk about once we get to the draft process, once everybody else who doesn't watch college football migrate over after the NFL season, it's going to be what wide receiver is one. I think that's going to be the biggest point of contention in this class. You'll have some people argue Darnell Washington over Mayer. You'll have people talking about Young and Stroud. But I think the big dissension point this year will be the wide receivers because they're all so different. The top four or five guys, their profiles are completely different. Their skill sets are different. Their body builds are different. I think that's going to be the most polarizing position this draft cycle, Jay. Who we got at six? Yeah, you're 100% right. And at six, we are going out west to USC, talking about Trojans wide receiver Jordan Addison, uh, a player that I think comps very well to Jerry Judy at the NFL level. I think what they do is very similar. But tell the people about Jordan Addison, even though he is slim, six foot, 175, almost 40 receptions, 585 yards, seven touchdowns, and 15 yards per reception, has missed a few games. But the talent shows every single week, even in the Pac-12 at USC. We saw it at Pitt and when he won the Blitnikoff Award last season. But how do you feel about Jordan Addison right now, even though he's not playing, I think, for the past two weeks, right? You know, I, I've, I keep saying that I don't, have, um, I don't have rankings and stuff like that, but there are a couple of people that I have ranked. Uh, Bryce Young is my quarterback one. Bijan Robinson is my running back one. And Jordan Addison is my wide receiver one. Uh, I saw what he did at Pittsburgh last year as a true sophomore, won the Bolitnikoff Award as the nation's best receiver. He has an ability to play both outside as the X or Z and play inside at the slot. He's dynamic. He can return punts. Um, his movement skills, it, you said Jerry Judy. He, like, yeah. he reminds me, he's got some Justin Jefferson smoothness to his game as well. He could take the top off of the defense and he can play underneath. I think he's the most complete wide receiver in this class, but he's not without warts. I think once we get to the process, the same concerns people had about Smitty, they're going to be like, oh, man, he's 170 Another pounds. slim reaper, right? Another yeah. slim wide receiver. I don't know. Can he be a one at the next level? Are you? But JSN is not very big, right? He's not a big guy either. Like the big ones are, you know, uh, of the high-end guys. Boutte's he's, got he's the listed size. He's like, 200 eh, JSN? Yeah, six one two hundred, which is crazy. Versus Addison, who two hundred? That's what it says. So he's I'm listed six. I'm not buying six one two hundred, and Addison's six six foot one seventy five. So it. just like Alabama you know. had Smitty listed at one eighty something, I'm not buying it. But people will be a little nervous yeah. about JSN uh, uh, Addison's size. I'm not. I, I saw what I've seen. What he I saw what he did at Pittsburgh, and I've seen what he's done at USC. He's battling an injury right now too. So. There you go. All these damn wide receivers hurt, or I've got some excuse for them already early in the process. Just excuse-laden uh, analysis here for these wide receivers that aren't doing shit right now. Let's go to the most polarizing player in this draft class, Jay. We have talked about this man before anybody, before all the masses jumped. It, it's funny because we were high on what he could become. 
Everybody yep. knocked us. And for that was it. it. Then was we it. shut up. We shut up and said we want to see the game. And then all of a sudden, I look up and there are people out there saying not only could it be the quarterback one in the class, he could be the 101 in the NFL draft. And I'm like, bro. Uh, we were just like, we like him. Like, we like the talent and the skill set. I never said take him at number one overall, but we're talking about Kentucky quarterback Will Levis coming in at five. Jay. Whew. Oh, boy. Where are we oh at boy. with Levis, baby? I think he's going to be a faller. Maybe Barry can throw it in the chat where uh, where he is now. But he's he's not playing like a top 10 draft pick, even though every mock doesn't matter what he does. It seems like every week he is just not quite there. But the tools, the traits, that release that we loved in those videos, man, that shit's still there. He's still got it. But yeah, at five, to trust my franchise in Dynasty Fantasy Football with Will Levis right now, even if he's a top 10 pick, I don't know, man. 900 yards, 64th in the country, 16 touchdowns, 38th in the country, eight interceptions, you know, tied for 90th, and a QBR of only 60.4. 57th in the country. Barry said it 16 in November. Wow. Big fall from grace for Will Levis. But, Ray, tell the people more about him. Do you believe I mean, in him? What can now, be some context level? to that, the offensive line is the, probably the worst in the SEC. Yeah. The wide receivers are young. I like Barry and Brown a lot. I like Dane Key, but they're young, right? Chris Rodriguez missed the first four games of the season due to suspension. So there's a lot around him that hasn't been there. But that doesn't ex- – like, I, I – I, I keep saying it every week, Jay. Like, he just looks like Will Levis. I'm wanting him yeah. to, like, raise the floor of what's around him. I get it, right? The O-line is bad, but it's been bad since week one. Get the damn ball out of your hands quicker. Make more act. And you hear there were reports after he threw for 90 yards and three interceptions versus Tennessee that they yeah. went to some NFL execs and asked, does that change your opinion on him? And they said, said no. no. Like, none. That game, that game did nothing in the eyes of NFL execs about where his drafts... He's going to be a top-five pick. He's going to be a top-five pick in the That's NFL crazy. draft. And I'm telling you right now, if you're at 105, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not risking it at 105. I'm not spending my 105 on Will Levis when I can have Addison, JSN, Evans, Boutte... Uh, Johnston, I'm not doing it. Personally, I am not hinging my quarterback room on Will Levis. I would gladly trade it for an opportunity to draft one of the guys in 2024. That doesn't mean I'm out on him. Like, I would love a share of him later to see if he develops, give him some time, but I'm not spending a top five rookie draft pick on him. I'm not. I'm telling you right now, I don't care what happens between now and the start of next uh, the rookie draft season, when you actually have to make those picks, I'm not spending my 105 on them. I can't do it. And it's not just Will Levis, man. We'll talk about these other two quarterbacks in a second. Go ahead and go, ahead and go to number – who's at four? Who's at four? So at four is Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs. Uh, 113 attempts, 771 yards, six touchdowns, 6.8 a carry. Gibbs, I mean, you see it every week. The stretch zone, the dude is just basically unstoppable. Um, he's just a big play waiting to happen. His speed is tremendous. He has a second gear, I think, that's, you know, rivals some of the best in all of the NCAA. You know, we talk about Devon A. Chain. I think that Gibbs is maybe a step or two behind him, but not as far as people probably think. 5'11, 200 pounds. I think he's everything in the park. He's probably closer to Kamara than I, or com- not so much Kamara, but I was going to say ETN. I think people okay. are willing to admit. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, we see it every week at Alabama, the way he plays, he's phenomenal. Uh, but how do you feel about him at four? And obviously he pretty much yeah, is stable then for us at RB2. Yeah, I'm good. Super flex. I think the quarterbacks will go above him. So um, let's go ahead and just get to the top three um, at QB3. Who, who's three through Who's three through one, Jay? So we have Bryce Young out of Alabama at three, CJ Stroud at two. And obviously, like we talked about right at the top, Bijan Robinson at one. Of all of our mocks, Ray, Bijan Robinson only didn't go number one in one mock. And here is the full list for everyone who is watching. Do you want to go through the entire top 24 right now? Or do you yeah, want to talk about CJ Stroud versus Yeah, yeah go ahead and kick us. Go ahead and go. Go uh, 24 through 13. All right. So at 24, we have Jermaine Burton, 23, Kendra Miller, 22, Deuce Vaughn, 21, Anthony Richardson, 20, Cedric Tillman, 19, Zach Charbonnet, 18, Josh Downs, 17, Michael Mayer, 16, Marvin Mims, 15, Blake Corm, 14, Quentin Johnston, 13, Tank Bigsby. That is your round two. For round one, we have Hendon Hooker at 12, Devon A-Chain at 11, Sean Tucker at 10, Kayshawn Boutte at 9, Zach Evans at 8, Jackson Smith and Jigba at 7, Jordan Addison at 6, Will Levis at 5, Jameer Gibbs at 4, Bryce Young at 3, CJ Stroud at 2, and as mentioned, B. John Robinson at number 1. Now, Ray, you talked about these quarterbacks, Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud, and even a little bit of Will Levis. Where are you at on these quarterbacks? Because Stroud is the projected number one overall pick right now, even ahead of Will Anderson. Bryce Young, in my opinion, is the more talented quarterback, but every one of these quarterbacks has concerns. What are your concerns for CJ Stroud and Bryce Young? Bryce Young, the big one is going to be his size, right? Like, what's he? We've seen the picture of him standing next to Kyler Murray. He's not 200 pounds. He's going to come in at 5'10, 5'11, 190 something pounds. That's going to be the big concern about Bryce Young. He's been that size his entire career, and he's been able to succeed at every step of the way. So, uh, again, not without warts. None of these QBs are without warts, but he is my current one. C.J. Stroud doesn't offer you anything with his legs. Uh, When the X's and O's break down, he's not very good off script. You don't want him moving around a ton. But if you give him time, you put him behind Detroit's line and you let him step back, and just dissect from the pocket, he'll probably shred you, man. He'll probably absolutely just just shred defenses. But outside of structure, he's not Bryce Young. You saw the play Bryce versus LSU when shit broke down. He was able to move around, find receivers, Every big game, like it's it. magic, right? You don't see that from C.J. Stroud. But his ability to just his ball placement, the accuracy, throwing in rhythm, throwing under under a, a conducive and a structured environment. There's nobody better than Stroud. But I think those the, there are warts over this QBs. Hendon Hooker's old, gimmicky offense. Will Levis hasn't really improved. We haven't really seen much. Bryce Young, tiny. C.J. Stroud, out of structure. My, my overall takeaway is I'm not banking my dynasty future on any of these quarterbacks, Jay. Not one single one. And that doesn't mean I don't want them. But if I'm in a position where like I'm rebuilding and I'm thinking I'm going to walk away with two of these quarterbacks and I'm going to have uh, rock-solid starters for my dynasty roster for years to come— I will go figure out a way to go buy somebody in the NFL. Like I will trade that 102. If it ain't Bijan, I'm t- my old, right now today on November 9th. If it ain't Bijan Robinson, I have no issue moving out of 102, 103, 104, 105. I'll move back. I'll move to the top of the second. I'll acquire 24 picks, or I'll go buy NFL guys that I can trust. I can go buy Dak Prescott. I'll go buy Lamar Jackson if people think that he's bad for whatever reason. Like I, I will find a way to get somebody that I f- have more confidence and faith in actually producing on my on my dynasty teams. I'm, I am not 
playing the QB game anymore. The NFL can't get it right. What on earth do you think that we know what the hell we're talking about when we're trying to decipher that shit in May? Like, think about that. We're trying yeah. to tell people in May, like, this is going to be the guy. Remember Malik, 102? Uh, no way he's getting past Detroit. And then if he does, there's no way he's getting past Carolina. And then 72 hours later, he finally gets picked, right? Like, yeah. we can't get it right. I'm not banking on it, man. And that doesn't mean I don't want any of those guys. But if it ain't Bijan, I have no problem trading out of one or two or below. No problem whatsoever. Um, Real quick, Jay, a couple of names that we didn't see. No Jalen Hyatt. We talked about no Rasheed yep. Rice. Was there any other shockers that, that weren't in here that you thought? Shockers? I wouldn't say so. Um, Darnell Washington right now. Tight end. But, but that's, I think that's our, our community more than anything else. Like, we like him, but I mean, I don't think he's going to ever crack the top 24 for us. Maybe when it comes down to it, I don't really see that happening personally. I, I think, you know, it's Bo more Nicks. so the. Uh, I mean, <laughs> maybe if Bruning's in every draft, we'll see Bo Nix in the top 24 because he'll take him in the top 12. But yeah, I don't, I don't see any major misses right now. You know, we could see some quarterbacks rise, and you know, if Bo Nix is a second round pick, yeah, he probably should be a second round pick in dynasty drafts. But again, you know, there's a lot of good players here, so I don't think there's anybody wrong. I think the, the you talked about the guys that were in there that maybe shouldn't be like Tillman's kind of a maybe, Richardson kind of a maybe, Vaughn as well could fall out, and we could see some guys come up. But I do like you pointing out Rasheed Rice because he is having a phenomenal season. Good. I understand it's an SMU, but he is having a really great year. Shout out to Tanner. Man, we haven't had a super chat in forever, man. One of my favorite episodes in a while. Who would be your favorite prospect for the 24 class if you had to pick one today? All right, Jay, let's get out of here on this. 24, your favorite. Doesn't necessarily have to be the one. Doesn't have to be the... the. Who's your favorite early 24 pick right now? If I had to pick a prospect, I'm taking Drake May, I think. I think Drake May is the one that I'm... I understand picking Caleb Williams, but I think if I could pick one, it would be Drake May or obviously C.J. Henderson. Or sorry, Trayvon Henderson. Trayvon Henderson. Trayvon Henderson. Um, I think right now, my fa- like Caleb, Caleb's my one. Like I'm not... Yeah, uh, Caleb's I love Drake May. Like I'm not... I think right now, sort of my favorite, um, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr., that's low-hanging fruit, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think, I think Marvin Harrison can I, can Jr. Can I take Kyle McCord when he comes out? No, I, I think after the quarterbacks, and I think he might even go, he's, he reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald. When I watch Marvin Harrison Jr., I see shades of Larry Fitzgerald. I think he's going to be one of the most coveted wide receiver prospects that we've seen in the last 10 years. And that doesn't mean he's a better prospect than Chase, but I think people are going to see what Chase and Jefferson are doing, and they're going to say, that's the guy. Right now, would you take Marvin Harrison Jr. over anybody in 23? Any wide receiver? I think I would, yeah. Any wide receiver? Would Would you take him over any of the wide receivers from 22? London, uh, Olave. I would would take Marvin Harrison Jr. over any of those guys, man. Yeah. Like I think that's my favorite prospect right now. Close second is Rocket Sanders, the running back out yep. of Arkansas. Yeah. His size, his speed, his production. Rocket Sanders, he's pushing for RB1. It's still big hand, though, at the top, <laughs> but Rocket Sanders is pushing for RB1. So appreciate y'all tapping in. Um, yeah, uh, appreciate y'all tapping into the show. Uh, if you enjoy it, man, come subscribe to the Patreon, man. Uh, everything that Jordan Backus is doing over there, uh, th- these charts, shout out to yeah, he made JB, the graphic. man. He is a he's a monster. Uh, we got other people in the Discord, Dynasty Barry, that runs these and conducts these. We do it for Devi, we do it for 23, we do it for rookies. Like we mock all the time. And I'm telling y'all, this ain't again, ain't no slight and shade to anybody else 
out there. We have the biggest sample size of mock drafts in the industry, bar none. So if you want at least the most accurate ADP data, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Y'all know what it is, but we are out for today. Stay tapped into the channel. We got NBA props. Got a good show for y'all on Friday. We appreciate y'all waking up with us, man. We out of this thing. Peace. Thank y'all for watching The Wake Up Show with myself and Jay Rich. If you finished the show and you're still hanging around and have yet to hit the thumbs up button or subscribe to the channel, do that right now and turn them alerts on while you're at it. If you want more exclusive access to me, Jay Rich, or the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content. And if you want to get in on that action, use the promo code wake up over on prospect for a hundred percent deposit match up to $100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the Mojo YouTube channel. Myself and Jay Rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on Mojo. It's all gas, all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.